0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Shah's Wellbeing podcast. My name is Charlotte. You probably know me from my Instagram account, Shah's Wellbeing, where I post a lot of eating disorder recovery content, both informative and inspirational. Um, I have wanted to start a podcast for so long, but I've just put it off. But I woke up today and I'm like, today's the day. I'm just going to start it. Um, I'm a bit nervous. Um, but I'm very excited. I don't know how this will be received, but I'm hoping that it'll help at least some of you guys. And I can't wait to see what the future holds. Um, I'm very excited, yeah. Today, I thought I'd just do a bit of a Q&A, a get to know me, um, both personal and recovery-related questions. So I just asked you guys on my Instagram to just drop some questions. So I thought I'd just answer some of those a little, as a little intro um, so we can get to know each other. And that's the thing I love about podcasts. I love how it feels more intimate and inward than, say, just reading an Instagram post. And that's why I've wanted to make one for so long. So I'm hoping it can be like that. Um, I'm hoping every week I can focus in on a topic or a theme um, related to recovery or even just related to mental health um, and life in general. So, if you ever have any suggestions or ideas, please feel free to DM me. Um, hopefully, I will see it and be able to get back to you. I would love your input in this because this podcast is about you guys, it's about um, having the resources and support for you guys so you can make the most of your recovery. And yeah, so without further ado, I will just get into the questions. Okay, I'm just gonna start off with a cracker question um, for my fellow Aussies out there. Someone asked, What is Vegemite? So, for all those I don't know, um, you probably have something similar. Maybe it's Marmite, or I don't know what else it's called in other countries, but it's basically just a very salty, um, like bitter spread. It's black and it's just, you literally put like the smallest amount on your toast. Like I put like hardly any, but it's so strong and pungent that you just, you don't need much, but it's basically an Aussie spread. A lot of people who aren't Aussie say they don't like it, but I just disagree with you because I just think it's so nice on toast with butter. It's just classic and... I just have to start with that, just to address it. So all my fellow Aussies, you know what I'm talking about. But for all you other guys, please go try Vegemite or the alternative. I'm sure you have some alternative um, wherever you are in the world. But you got to try it. Anyways, I just thought I'd start with a kind of fun one, you know. So yeah. (laughs) Okay, the next question asked me to give a brief overview of my eating disorder story. I'm just gonna make it brief because I don't want to go into the nitty-gritty of everything but basically when I was I'd say probably 14 I started to have an unhealthy relationship with food and exercise and at first it was just kind of like wanting to get healthy you know following the trend going around in society But it kind of just went downhill, like slowly but surely went downhill until I think I was about 6, late 16 or 17. Um, And that's when it was at its worst and that's when I finally got help. And I got help when I was my sickest, which um, is sad because sometimes I think what if I got help earlier, I could have maybe prevented um, you know, holding me off from recovery for so long. But anyways, um yeah, say I was at seventeen um I was probably like yeah, seventeen or eighteen, just about to turn eighteen, when I decided I wanted to recover. I was there was just like a year and a half where I was um in the system and I was receiving help but I was just not putting in the effort to recover at all and it wasn't till probably I was in that space for a year that I was like you know what I want to recover and I started my recovery when I started my account um pretty much before my account I was kind of in like I wouldn't even say quasi recovery I was still giving into the eating disorder um but yeah when I started this account I started recovery and it has not been linear but I look back and I'm just in awe at the amount of progress I've made and how quiet the eating disorder is compared to what it was. It's still there in many ways, but definitely not like what it was. And um, that's the thing. We've all got to, you know, look at how far we've come. Um, Even if we're not where we want to be or we're not what we consider, like, good or perfect, we've all come so far so I just wanted to say that as well because that is so important to remember um, especially when you're struggling it's really important to remember that but that is basically just kind of a brief you know timeline of my eating disorder I don't want to go into too much detail because I don't want to trigger anyone and everyone's story is so different Eden's disorders are so diverse, so, um, yeah, I don't want to just ramble on about my personal story, but that is just a brief overview of how everything occurred, um, yeah. Okay, someone asked if I'm studying, and if so, what I'm studying, and what I would like to do in the future with my career. I love this question, I'm honestly not 100% set on a career. Um, I'm currently studying a Bachelor of Occupational Therapy. I just started uni. Um, I don't know what entirely I want to do with that, but I think I want to go into the mental health f- side of things because that's my interest, that's my passion, that's my experience. I do want to help people, and I really would love to help people with eating disorders. Um, I don't know how I could delve into that area. With my degree, um, I was thinking of doing psychology for so long, but I just feel like psychology was a bit too intense for me, um, but then I feel like occupational therapy, it's kind of, it's so diverse and holistic, which is what I loved, but I would somehow like to use that degree and maybe further study to specialize in eating disorders, um, I would love to use like a holistic approach to um helping people with recovery instead of you know having the set doctor, dietitian, psychologist. I'd love to help people like you know um all together to make it less confusing and to make it more feel like comfortable um and homely, I guess. But that's kind of yeah, everything with um, my career aspirations I'm not entirely sure like for all that matters I could just completely change and want to do like business or something in a few years I'm not 100% certain but I just wanted to get into studying because that's like all I've known I've always studied my whole life throughout school so I wanted to just study something and I do love studying weirdly enough so I am really enjoying it so far. Okay, the next question I'm going to answer is, how would others describe you? And I'd say people would describe me as having like very conflicting traits. I don't really know how to explain it, but like for example, I'm very introverted and extroverted at the same time. Um, Like some sides just come out more than others. I don't know. It's just like, I can be very shy and um, reserved, but then I can also want to talk and want to interact with others. It honestly just depends. Like, also, I'm very, i a very anxious person, but I'm also very calm around others at times. It's, yeah, I don't know how to explain it. It's just, like, my traits kind of have both sides of the spectrum and they just conflict with each other um but I'd also say people think I'm very down to earth like I'm always kind of in reality um uh, sometimes a bit too much but uh yeah I've always like kind of gone with the flow I suppose like I'd say I am probably others always say I'm very easygoing um Like, I feel like with every area of my life besides, you know, food and anything to my eating disorder, I've always been so chill and easygoing and just going with the flow. But when it comes to my eating disorder, I just, yeah, it's my, it was my way or the highway. But everywhere else, I'm, like, willing to do what others want. That's what I've been told and also, you know, what I've noticed as I've grown up um yeah I think people would also say I'm very boring but I'm also very fun like it's just like I'm both in one so you know depending on the person I'm around um that changes what you get with me it's like I have both sides to everything I don't know why I just made that so complex but that's kind of what I think and what I've been told by others next question is what is your go-to snack so my go-to snack for years has been anything with like peanut butter and banana and maybe a drizzle of honey on it like anything like bread um english muffin literally just a banana by itself with a stash of peanut butter and honey just yeah anything with peanut butter especially I just love and peanut butter and banana is the best combo ever. No one can change my mind. Um I also love energy balls, but I like making my own. Like there's a few brands that I don't mind, but a lot of the time I just feel like they don't, you know, they don't taste good. But then I make my own and they're so good. Like I love making my own ones with peanut butter, oats, maple syrup, um oh something else i have like putting cranberries in there and a bit of coconut. I don't know. I just kind of throw stuff together and it just tastes so good. It's just like nutty goodness in your mouth. Um, I also love chocolate. Like every night I have to have a bit of chocolate because it's my favorite food and it's so good. That's another go-to nightly snack. Um, yeah, hummus. Anything with hummus, like hummus and crackers. Yum um yeah they're the ones I can think of the top of my head that I have most often but if you have any snack combos please share them with me because I need new ideas because I feel like you know I'm running out and I'm always having the same thing so share them with me if anyone has any ideas I am down to try them. Someone asked why I started my recovery account and as I said I started it when I started my recovery, Um, and honestly, it was just kind of a medium to help keep myself accountable, kind of give myself the advice I needed through making posts, um, and kind of just talk about how I was going, but yeah, a few weeks in, and I had like a few hundred followers, and started getting messages about how I've helped people, and how grateful they are for my account. And I was like, wow, I'm actually helping people and making a difference. You know, maybe I should, you know, make more posts and um, make more, you know, informative posts. And I was, yeah, just in shock. Like, I'm still in shock about how many people I've helped. And I'm very grateful to have such a kind and caring community on here. And never, ever did I think I'd be actually making a difference in this space. I'm using my voice and it's just amazing. Honestly, I was just going to use it to, yeah, keep myself accountable, as I said, and just kind of to, you know, make posts. Sometimes I find kind of just speaking to someone um, about the, like, advice I need kind of helps me. Like, I'm very... I find it very helpful just giving others advice and then I kind of take it on myself in that way. I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah, and that's kind of how this account has worked. Like whenever I struggle with something, I'll make a post about it and I'll make the advice I need to hear. And then it helps me and it also helps all you guys as well. And I am forever grateful for that. I'm forever grateful. And yeah, that's why I started it. And I'm just, as I said, still in a lot of shock that I nearly have 16,000 followers. It's crazy to me. <laughs> Someone asked what the hardest part of recovery was for me. And I honestly think it was just letting go of control. Like, I don't think it was a weight gain for me. Because I found weight gain quite scary at first, but it got easier quite quickly. And I just got comfortable with it. But letting go of control was super hard, like letting go, um, forcing myself to eat foods that I wasn't comfortable with, um, changing my portion sizes, not eating at certain times, just not having the control over my food because my eating disorder was about control and being in control helped me, that is what helped me um, kind of forget about or my emotional problems and everything else, that what is what I think my eating disorder was about, control and letting go of that was super scary, and in many ways I'm still in control. I still control aspects of food, aspects of life. Um, definitely nowhere near as much as I was, but I still find myself. I need to pick myself up. On areas where I'm not allowing the true me to do what I want, but I'm giving in because I like the feeling of control. And I am a control freak, but um, I'm learning and I'm getting better. But yeah, I definitely think the hardest part of recovery was just allowing myself to go with the flow and to not always be in control and not always be consistent things but honestly letting go of control is the best thing and the more you let go the more you realize your eating disorder was actually in control you weren't actually in control um and you start to kind of feel a sense of control again like you feel free but then you also feel like you're in control you know you can have this when you want you don't have to exercise if you don't feel like it like you are in control of your decisions and that is very freeing in a way. Um yeah, that was probably the hardest part but the best part of recovery. Hey, next question is what do you like to do? What are your hobbies? Um honestly I don't have any really exciting hobbies. I like, you know a lot of people play sports or have a certain interest. Um I was never sporty. Like if I'm gonna do any type of sport, I'm gonna go for a walk because I love going for a walk. It's just so calming, like having my music in and just being around nature. I live right near a like, whole, it goes for kilometers. It's just like a section of like gardens and hills and it is so pretty, like the views there are amazing. And I just love, you know, walking there and just sitting down and looking at the view with my music in, um, so walking's definitely one of my hobbies. I also love, um, traveling. Haven't been able to travel for the past few years because of COVID, but I really want to get back into it. Now that I'm older, obviously it's, you know, my decision to travel and, um, I've got to kind of initiate it, but I'm hoping I can kind of plan a trip between my uni holidays. because I definitely want to explore the world. Because if I want to leave this earth, I want to leave it having seen amazing places and amazing things. Um, so traveling, I love that. I love puzzles. That is one of the biggest distractions that helped me in recovery, and even before recovery, I just loved puzzles. Like. I don't know why, but when I do puzzles, time goes so quick. And I know a lot of people find it boring and time goes slow for them. But I just love puzzles. I also like studying. like It's kind of a hobby for me. Like, I've kind of just grown up studying. And I just like putting my mind to something because, I don't know, it makes me feel good. And I also find if I'm studying something I'm interested in, then I really wouldn't, I just want to know more. I just want to keep going. Um, Yeah, those are definitely my hobbies. Okay, do you have any pets? Yes, I have three dogs. And they, in my opinion, are the cutest dogs in the world. I have a Dachshund, a Jack Russell, and a Maltese. And yeah, I just love them. I love small dogs. Like, they just make my heart melt and yeah, they are my world. Um, Definitely a dog person over cats. I'm not gonna lie, cats aren't my favorite. There's a few out there that I like, but I had a pretty bad experience when I was a kid. Got a pretty bad bite from a cat, so I've just kind of been turned off them ever since. But yeah, I have three dogs, and they are very cute. Someone asked what the best part of recovery is, and I honestly think it's just being free in so many areas of your life. It's just so nice not to be like feel like you're in this box and controlled by another power like that's how it feels. It feels like you're just controlled and you're in this little box and you're trapped in there like that's literally how it felt. It's the worst feeling ever um I think like the best part. It's just being able to be free and have freedom of choice, like saying yes to things, saying yes to socializing, going out and eating, Um, saying yes to the cake, like saying yes, but then also saying no to things, Um, saying no to exercising today because you don't feel like it, saying no to going out because you're not up to it. Like saying yes and no to things based intuitively, oh my God, I can't speak. Based on how you're feeling that day and in that moment, just kind of living in the moment, that's another thing. Um, Not living for the future, not thinking about what I'm going to eat next, what I'm going to do next, when am I going to do this, but thinking right now I feel this way, so I'm going to do this. Um, I'm craving this, I'm going to eat this. I'm tired, so I'm going to rest. It's just nice to listen to your body like what your body actually wants not what the disorder wants I think that's the best part of recovery and it's also just being yourself again like um you know just people recognizing that hey we've got you back like um having your personality back and obviously after having an eating disorder you know you're always going to have a fragment of that there um not saying everyone will but I feel like I always will but I have got I feel like I have got parts of my personality back but in a lot of ways I've changed and I've grown in a lot of ways but I've also just kind of lost some parts of my personality and I've just come to accept that um but I've also come to accept that I am gaining a lot of parts of my personality that I once feared in my disorder but Like that is who I was and that's what makes me me. So it's, yeah, also just refining yourself and you rediscover so many things about yourself that you didn't know prior to having an eating disorder. And that's why recovery is literally a journey of self-discovery. It's like, yeah, recovery is intense. It's so many emotions, finding so many parts of yourself, It's like the best and hardest sin and the best yet. It's just, it's recovery. I don't know how to explain it. There's too many words and aspects of recovery to make it one definition. But yeah, there's so many things I can think of um, that recovery has brought me. I honestly am thinking of just doing a podcast talking about the pros of recovery And what the best parts of it are, um, because I'm very passionate about how much it really helps you to live life. Because when you're in, in disorder, as I always say, you're not, it's like you're not living, like you're alive, but you don't feel anything, you're not living. But when you're in recovery and when you've recovered, you're actually living life and you're actually engaging in the world around you. So yeah, I love that question. Thank you for that. <laughs> Are you struggling with anything right now? Um yes, I'm always struggling in some ways with something. At the moment, it's definitely um a bit overwhelming. I'm just feeling a bit overwhelmed and anxious. Um, because uni started and it's very different to school. I'm used to being in this like space where you know everyone and you know you're told what to do. Um, I feel like in school, at least the school I went to, they kind of teachers were like your parents, like they, you know, really into knowing what you're doing and, um, even they were, you know, knew a lot about your personal life, but at uni, you're kind of just, you know, free or, um, on your own, on your own, um, path and you're kind of just left to your own accord to do things, um. I do love uni though. So far, um, yeah, the content is interesting and all the lecturers and everyone is so nice. Um, like, yeah, they're very respectful and treat us like adults, which is nice. But yeah, it's just very different and it's a lot. So I'm feeling a bit anxious. It's only been like a couple of weeks, but yeah, I just find change for me is very scary. And this is quite scary, it's a new avenue, but, you know, I'm just sitting with it and I know it'll get easier. And I know I'll make friends and I'll become more comfortable, just take time. Everything just takes time, Uh, yeah. Second last question is, what were your biggest fear foods and how did you overcome them? I'd say my biggest fear foods were probably my favorite foods like my favorite foods that society had told me were not good for my health but you know as I've conquered them I've realized they're actually beneficial for my health because they bring me happiness and make me feel good about myself and a lot of them aren't even unhealthy like you know and it's okay to have foods that aren't as um nutritiously dense it's okay like you have to have a balanced diet and just having healthy foods is you're going to live a miserable life. So it's also important to have, you know, foods that aren't as considered, considered as healthy, but I'd say my biggest one was chocolate. I avoided it for so long for nearly a year. And chocolate is like my favorite food. Like I love just plain chocolate, just like plain milk chocolate is so good. Um, I definitely love the cabri one, cabri of everything. But um yeah, I avoided that for so long. But then, you know, I had to I had to, you know, conquer it because it's my favorite food as a child. I didn't I told everyone I didn't like it, I didn't like how it made me feel. I told everyone that, you know, I was, you know, intolerant to chocolate, but that was ridiculous. I was not intolerant to chocolate. So I just, you know, one day I think I remember just sitting at my desk and I was like feeling really anxious but also like eager to just eat chocolate because I'd just gotten some I think it was like Easter or something and I just ate it and it was so nice and it felt so nice it just felt like my stomach dropped in a good way because I was like I can finally eat this again I finally had permission to give myself what I want um Yeah, and now every night I have a little bit of chocolate. Like, I cannot sleep without chocolate. I don't care how much I've eaten or how full I am. I just have to have some chocolate because I love it so much. Pasta was another one that I recently conquered. Um, I feared that quite a lot. And then I kind of just – I was like, okay, I can have pasta like once a week because um, obviously having the same meals as my family, I have to have what they have. It's like but only once a week. But now, you know, I can have pasta three days in a row if I want to. I can have it every day of the week. I love pasta now. And, like, I used to tell everyone that I hated it because it was such a big fear food. Because, oh, you know, what people say about, diet culture says about pasta. But, yeah, that was another fear food. Um, Cake, you know, all the sweets, um... Definitely like seasonal foods, like hot cross buns and fruit mince tarts, fruit cake, like they, I always loved them, but I remember for years just missing out on them at those times of year at Christmas and Easter, but now it's just nice to eat them, you know, throughout the season on whatever day, and it's, yeah, it's very nice. Um, How I overcame them is just exposure, like you just literally have to force yourself to eat them. And then the first time is going to be so hard, but it gets so much easier. You just have to push through. Like you're going to feel uncomfortable the first few times, but then it'll get so much easier and then it'll just become like literally nothing, like just like eating a safe food. Like that's how it is for me with chocolate now. It's just like every night before I go to bed, I'm just like, "Okay, I'm just going to get some chocolate because this is what I do. This is what I have." So, yeah, definitely just exposing yourself to them and then it gets so much easier and you've got this I believe in you guys please go conquer your fear foods and stop lying to yourself and others about what you don't like because I know you like them and I know you want them and you have all the permission in the world to have them I just wanted to say that okay next question is my favorite question to ask people what is your death row meal um, I'd have to say it would be sushi like for dinner. I literally love sushi so much for my birthday party. I used to like dream of having a birthday party and just having a table full of all you can eat sushi, but it would have been pretty expensive. And people, I feel like people in my world, my reality, they didn't really like sushi, so I don't know how that would have gone down, but that was my dream. I love sushi so much like I just all you can eat sushi all the flavors I would have that then I'd probably have like an English muffin with like eggs and avocado or peanut butter and banana because literally it's so good like I look forward to having that every morning I have it and it's oh it's so good and then I definitely have a chocolate bar because as I said chocolate is like one of my favorite foods I'd probably have or I'd probably have the, like, hollow Cadbury Easter eggs because I love Cadbury chocolate, but Cadbury Easter eggs are just, like, next level. Like, they taste incredible. Um, please say you agree with me. I'd probably eat, like, a cardon, one of, like, the egg cartons of those. Oh, so good. That's my death row meal. I really want to know yours. So let me know yours if you have, like, a really creative and quirky death row meal because it's, yeah, interesting. Anyways... I hope that answered some of your questions about me. And I hope, you know, some of the ones about recovery helped you. Um, Yeah, I just thought for my first podcast, I'd do like a little get to know me. I'm Sorry, I feel like those questions were probably not in order, probably like all over the place. But um, I was just kind of, you know, doing the ones you guys asked me. So I hope that answered your question. Um, If not, I hope to do more Q&As like this every now and then. And yeah, next episode I will hopefully have some topics to talk about. You know, we can get into the more nitty-gritty, touchy topics. Um yeah, I'm excited. Thank you so much if you stay till the end and listen. Please follow me on Instagram if you don't. Um I've got some great posts on there and it's a lovely little community we have on there. Um yeah, please also share this podcast with people you think might need it or Um, you know your peers in the recovery community I'd love to get the word around so we can grow on here as well Um, yeah love you guys take care and have a lovely week